Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I am your host. My name is Chris Busher. Again, I am joined here in the studio in the Des Moines, Iowa area with missionary Dallas Montague. Dallas, can you say hello for us? Hello, everybody. Dallas, it is great to have you in here again with us uh, before you embark on uh, the trip of a lifetime coming up for you. Um, And I'm excited to be able to let our listeners know what exactly that's going to be, how God has called you into that, and what you're going to be doing, and, and the whole shebang. Now, for anyone that this is your very first time listening to our podcast here at Faith and Family Fellowship, I want to thank you. This is episode number nine. Um, This is the third podcast where we have uh, Dallas Montague with us. Dallas has been a missionary um, now for... How many months, Dallas? Six months. Six months uh, with Youth with a Mission. He just finished work with Youth with a Mission, and now he's starting something completely new, something completely different. It's going to be a great adventure. Just to recap the previous two podcast episodes for you, if you haven't listened to them yet, please do yourself a favor. Pause this podcast. Go back. Listen to the two. Dallas, can you tell us what that first podcast episode was about in 60 seconds or less? Yeah, the first podcast was about like my life before Christ and my life after who I encountered, who Christ really was. And so like I shared that I was in my addiction at a place called Rock Bottom and um, it just wasn't, I didn't have any purpose or any, any direction or anything like that in my life. And Jesus rescued me out of that life and gave me a new identity, completely transformed my life. And now I'm here today as a missionary in, yeah, so go back and watch that first podcast. Yeah, so that first podcast, you, you talk about growing up in, what what part of Missouri again was North, it? Northwest Missouri. Northwest Missouri in a very small town of like 800 people, yep. uh, and how God just pulled you out of that, that life of sin, that life of addiction, just a powerful testimony. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please do yourself a favor, listen to that podcast episode. It is a powerful one. It'll give you hope and teach you a way towards a new life. And then the second podcast episode we did, which is right before this one, we talk about how God called you into YWAM. Can you go ahead and recap that for us? Yeah, so just through different people, God was confirming and opening doors for me, and I tried to make it on my own. I tried to actually do something other than YWAM, trying to fulfill the things that God was showing me to do to be in Asia and it all failed miserably until I allowed God to do the opening of the doors. And yeah, so I got to go to YWAM and experience missions training. And then I got to go to Asia, Thailand and Cambodia and just really experience missions on the other side of the world for the first time. And just for the record, you suffered for Jesus in <laughs> Hawaii, correct? <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> he, that's where he uh, did his YWAM DTS training phase. Uh, it was in Hon- Honolulu, correct? Yeah. 
Um, and so there was a great podcast episode where he, he got to learn uh, and, and teach you guys uh, here on this podcast episode how he would spend his mornings. It was the mornings, right, when you would be in the classroom and then the afternoon uh, he'd be out in the streets actually practicing. Uh, one that really stuck out to me was uh, you said it was the the five rejections. Yes, the five rejection challenge. <clears throat> Can you go ahead and recap that one for me? Because I, I want to have you talk about that on a future podcast, just f- for the whole episode. Because I think that's a really uh, unique way of ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one week during our twelve uh, week uh, classroom lecture phase, it was the evangelism week, and the guy who was teaching our class he gave us a challenge that first night, and he said, "Okay, you cannot come back to this." base until you go and get five rejections for the gospel. So if you don't know what that means, that means going out, offering to share the gospel to somebody, um, opening up of who Jesus really is, and them saying, no, I don't want anything to do with it. And if you've done evangelism before, it's very scary, very intimidating. And it was just a great time to go out and know that failing is not a bad thing. Yeah. And you know what, Dallas, uh, I, I want to bring you on this podcast here in, in the future, and I want you to just give the whole episode about the five rejections and go through it for us and everything. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah. Perfect. So, Dallas, um, before we begin, uh, I'd like you just to open us up in a word of prayer for our listeners. Uh, bless this podcast episode. Uh, bless it for all the people listening, and let's just get into this. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray thank you for today. Uh, thank you for all the listeners out here today, and I just pray that you can speak to our hearts and you can reveal things to us that we need to do, whether it's simple obedience, whether it's a place that we're supposed to go, a place we're supposed to give. I just pray that you move on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, Dallas, uh, this podcast episode, we're talking about what you're doing now, um, and we've already been, you know, kind of beating around the bush here for the last four minutes. Why don't you just go ahead and just spill the beans for us. Where are you going and what are you doing? Yes. Uh, July 3rd, I will be moving to Brazil, to Sao Paulo, and I will be doing missions full-time. Wow. Sao Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. Uh, For my listeners out there that, that, you know, maybe you don't know this, I lived in uh, Brazil for the better part of a decade doing missionary work, especially in Sao Paulo. So I'm real excited to see another young man uh, following Jesus to Brazil. Brazil is a very, very special country. Um, for those of you who do not know, they do not speak Spanish in, in Brazil. They speak Portuguese, and it's a little bit different than uh, Portugal Portuguese. It is Brazilian Portuguese. And here's uh, a quick fact for you guys. I believe it's 12 or 13 countries in the world that actually speak Portuguese as their first language. Most of them are African countries and then Portugal as well. But it's less than uh, 300 million people in the world that actually do this. And here's a quick fact for you. There's more than 200 million of those people in the world speaking Portuguese that live in Brazil. So Brazil uh, has more Portuguese speakers than anywhere else in the world. And that's, it's a beautiful country. We'll, we'll talk about Brazil in future podcast episodes. But Dallas, have you been researching a lot about Brazil? Yeah, actually, you would be surprised how many people don't know that they speak Portuguese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I've been at churches sharing a little bit about what's going on in my future. And they're like, you've been learning your Espanol? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's not going to help you there. Uh, I remember when I went to Brazil, I got confused a lot because... Um, you know, I was an ignorant young man. I didn't really know where anything was and anything. And I, I started learning some Spanish because I went to Colombia and Peru. Um, and then when I went to Brazil, eventually, uh, I started mixing up the language so bad that I lost all of my Spanish and had to basically relearn everything. And today, uh, even after spending so many years down there, um, I'm not fluent in Portuguese, but I am conversational. Um, and that helped me out a lot. But all of my preaching and everything was always done in English. And that's for a very specific reason for, for two real reasons. Number one, 
preaching the gospel is a dangerous thing. Um, and if you say one thing, one word incorrectly, uh, you just scandalized the whole message. So it was something that I never really trusted myself with. If I was in the street, you know, um, ministering to someone, yeah, I'll use Portuguese. But when I'm doing uh, an event or inside of a church, there's no way that I would preach a message in, in Portuguese. I, maybe a few sentences here and there, but just because it's that dangerous. And number two, uh, you know, people love English down there. People, it's it's something that really attracts them for the gospel, and you can get people together really fast because of English. It's something that God uses, and it's so wonderful. Now, Dallas, why don't you go ahead and tell us how this all started for you? Why did you feel called to Brazil? Yeah, so I was back uh, in like the second podcast, I believe I was talking about my internship at Teen Challenge. Maybe yeah. it was the first podcast. No, it was the second one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and so my internship at Teen Challenge, I was I really wanted to do missions, like I said before, and I never knew how it was possible. And um, an opportunity came to go and teach English in Brazil, and that was a way for me that I saw that I could go and have my feet on the ground and have a tent making of some sort, just a way to be in the in the place in Brazil and to help the people. And so that was kind of like the first moving there. I was like, that's a really good opportunity to go and actually be in Brazil. And so I continued to pray about that, and I'll share the rest of the podcast of how God brought that through and how I knew without a doubt that that's where I was supposed to go. Absolutely. Um, very quickly, we are going to go to a word from our sponsors. It's going to take 60 seconds only. Uh, go ahead and just sit back and listen. And I want to very quickly thank each and every one of our sponsors for these podcast episodes. When our sponsors uh, get, play these ads, number one, it helps pay pay for the, the hosting and all the expenses, the equipment that go with podcasting. Number two, it helps with the advertising so we can get these podcast episodes in your hands because I'm, I'm assuming most of you listening right now, you came across this podcast episode by accident, uh, by seeing it in your news feed on a different social media platform or hearing about it in one way or another. Most of you probably don't have a clue who I am or who Dallas is or who any of the other guests are. We use all of the sponsorship to be able to invest in this podcast, to be able to get our, our, our message out there, the message of Jesus Christ, and being able to just build up the kingdom. So thank you so much for listening to our, to our sponsors, and here we go for the next 60 seconds. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Ready to jumpstart your career? Want an adventure of a lifetime? Uncle Sam's International is looking for language teachers who are highly motivated and have what it takes to grow and expand their thriving ESL school in Brazil. We need teachers for English, Spanish, Italian, and more. Visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook today. Tired of no one seeing your Instagram posts? Have a product or service that's not getting the online attention it deserves? Ready to level up? At Busher's Social Media Marketing, we have just what you or your business have been looking for. Our team of dedicated professionals are ready to help you grow and engage your audience. No spam, no bots. Just good old-fashioned quality social media marketing. Visit Busher'sSMM.com today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And thank you again for listening to the word from our sponsors and especially thank you to all of our sponsors out there. Now, Dallas, uh, you said that you were feeling called to go to Brazil here in a couple of days. You are actually getting on an airplane and starting a whole new journey. Tell us uh, what type of obstacles came your way and all of this. Go ahead and just spend, spend a few minutes camping out on this topic. Yeah. And since I'm a young man, I'm 21 years old and 
um, I definitely leaned on my mentors, leaned on my parents, uh, just with just people in my life who have wisdom that that I knew I could trust. And so I brought these things to them, these things in my heart that I wanted to do. And I didn't know if it was things that I wanted to do or if it was things that God was leading me to do, but just really finding out what God had for me and what his will was. Yeah. I remember uh, actually having a conversation with you out by a campfire. I think it was what, Halloween? You remember that? Yeah, last year. And we were were talking about, you know, being a tent maker versus, you know, always uh, trying to raise support, which let me tell you, everybody who's listening to this, raising support is an important part of ministry. We'll talk about that in different podcast episodes. And what I'm saying here is nothing against that at, at all. That is the way that God uses things. Uh, what I am saying and what I was telling Dallas here that we'll talk about in this story uh, is being a tent maker is an important part that you too can have a huge role to play in your ministry. So you're not always having to rely on on churches and financial supporters. So Dallas, do you remember a little bit of that story? Can you go ahead and, and share with us? Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, it was. I just support is good, and I raised my support to go to YWAM, and it was also one of the hardest things I've ever done, and also one of the best things I've ever done, just because I was able to share my story in that. But I don't want to rely on the support all the time, and definitely God uses it for sure, like you said. Yeah. But I just don't see myself as a person who's going to rely on uh, that funding when I'm, you know, older or thirty years old or whatever the case may be. I just I want to have something in place that could provide that also, the tent making. Yeah, absolutely. And I know if anyone here has actually read, I believe it was my second book on the My Confession series, I actually talk about an experience that I had with that, uh, just how my feelings about missionaries were. And I'm sure that many uh, people out there, as soon as you get around a missionary or whatever, or hear a missionary, your your reaction is about what mine used to be, whereas, uh uh-oh, hold on to your wallets, they're going to ask me for money and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's the wrong attitude to have. But, you know, it, it is what it is. But that's kind of the image that a lot of people get when they hear about a missionary. And so I'm really excited to see a young man who, who yes, he does raise support. And if you want to support him, it's an excellent, excellent cause, because I know that everything that goes into this man's ministry gets put right back into the ministry. He's not one of those guys that are driving fancy cars, wearing fancy suits and fancy watches and all this other stuff. He's a guy that's investing everything that he has personally into the ministry, and that's the type of person to get a, get behind. Dallas, do you have like a huge savings account somewhere or a lot of property or anything like that? <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> I went straight to YWAM to do missions straight out of the Teen Challenge program, and so I went into Teen Challenge as an 18-year-old kid who just dropped out of college with nothing I came out of college with debt. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, God was able to take care of that debt through my internship here at Teen Challenge. I was able to get paid in, take care of that debt. But no, the answer is no. The answer (laughs) is no. So just to clarify, everything that you have and everything that you did have before Christ, you invested into this ministry yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the type of person I love to get behind. This is the type of person I love to see. And then I believe that God blesses people. Don't don't get me wrong when 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 you're listening to this. I believe God blesses people. I believe that there's going to be times Dallas in your life 
when God is going to, you know, send you on on a vacation. I remember how great it was when I had a, a supporter of mine, one of the few that I've ever had, actually say, hey, this money I'm giving you right here, this is only for you to take your wife on a vacation. And you have to be gone a minimum of seven days. You can't spend it on a bill. You can't spend it on this. You can't spend it on anything. The only thing you are allowed to do is go have fun with this money. And that was the hardest trip of my life. I just, I, I, It was hard for me because I couldn't go on a vacation for several years before that. So, And another really... It was hard for me. So like I've started working when I was like 14 years old and earning a paycheck. And then for the last six months, only spending money while I was on missions because I couldn't earn any money. That was the hardest thing ever is to not earn money. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to have a job again overseas, like teaching the English in Brazil and just actually have an income and feel like I'm doing something, you know, like, yeah. of course I was doing missions, but just earning a paycheck. There's just something about it that just... It just feels good. You know? Absolutely. It feels great. So go ahead and tell us how, the, how this whole thing came about. Yeah. So I was at the uh, at YWAM and going into it, knowing I wanted to teach English. I actually purchased my plane ticket to Brazil before I went to YWAM. And through all my mentors and through other things, God was really lining that up. And I really believed that I was supposed to be in Brazil. And so I bought my plane ticket July 3rd. I entered into YWAM in January and I just went. And I did my lecture phase. I did all of that stuff. I mentioned it in the second podcast. And it came. It became time to f- pick our outreach locations so that places we were going to go in Asia. And so they gave us, this is a cool story, they gave us a couple different locations. The Philippines, Indonesia and Malaysia, or Cambodia and Thailand. And the way that they introduced us to those names is it was on a whiteboard. And they gave us the names and they said, okay, here's the names. You have 30 minutes to pray. Go out and pray. Don't talk to anybody. Come back, write your first choice and your second choice on a piece of paper, and we'll come back to you later this week or whatever. And I had no idea about any of the things I would be doing. I had no idea who would be on my team, none of that. And so I I prayed about it. I really felt God leaning Cambodia and Thailand, wrote it down, and eventually I found out that I would be teaching English 95% of my (laughs) missions in Asia. Wow. And to me, that's just so, it's like, wow. It was God showing me that this is what I'm supposed to do. And things like that happen all the time. I don't believe in coincidence. Oh, I, no. I call it a God wink. You betcha. I mean, <laughs> I remember my when I went on my mission trip with YWAM, we didn't teach English. We were out in the streets. We were doing dramas. We were doing skits. We were inside churches. We were doing everything else except teaching English. So the fact that you, uh, because God laid it on your heart to go there and to choose this actual location, we're doing 95% teaching English. That is definitely not a coincidence. Yeah, it's just it's amazing how things work like that. And it, it confirmed for me that that's what I was supposed to do. It built my faith up. It built my parents' faith up, my mentors' faith up. Just, yeah, this is not what only what I want to do. This is also what God wants me to do. Absolutely. Now, Dallas, uh, do you see a need for teaching English in some of these countries? Many people that are listening to this podcast, uh, most of them are actually from the United States. We do have some in the Philippines and down in Brazil even. We have people around the world, but I would say at least 50% or more are coming right here from the United States. And maybe they might not understand the real need for teaching English. Can you go ahead and and just tell us how that fits into ministry and how that helps build up countries? Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could have my English teacher on uh, right here from my high school on this interview because she would laugh. I I have never even told her I was teaching English. She would laugh. Yeah. I never imagined to teach English in my whole life. When I heard that I would be teaching English, I was just like, because of the things before, I was like, wow, this is crazy. But I never really considered teaching English before that time. And so going to teach English, I went into it with an open mind, like, okay, it's going to be good. These kids need to learn English. But 
then I learned the importance of it and just the the open door that it has for the gospel. Oh yeah. And my whole perspective changed of what English teaching was. Yeah. I for me personally uh we we started an English franchise school down in Brazil. It's called Uncle Sam's International. Um you might have heard him on on our on our ads here as well. Um anyway, one of the things that I noticed about there was my students they basically needed to learn this English. And there were many different schools out there that were trying to teach English um, and they were charging ridiculous amounts of money to teach an inferior English product, basically. Uh, saying things wrong, teaching English wrong, all of that. And so it really kind of broke my heart because the way that the government and the country is working down there is they want to interact with people outside of the country. That's where their economy is coming from. But the problem is people, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, how many, how few of people in the world actually speak Portuguese. If you don't speak English, you can't perform this job. English is basically a requirement. If you don't want a job, anything below like like a service level or entry level or anything like that, you have to speak English. So it's basically forced upon the people. It's hey, you want to you want to do this? You have to speak English. I was teaching doctors and nurses and and lawyers and even had a government contract to teach their military how to speak English because it was that important for their people. And so when you do that. It not only changes their future, but it changes their family's legacy. And most of the people inside churches, they want to go out and do missionary work. They want to preach the gospel. But if they can't speak English, they can't leave their country to do it. They have to basically stay there. And that was one thing that always broke my heart. So when whenever we would have a, a church member or another Christian want to learn, of course, we would give them an even bigger discount just to be able to help them out. Um, I mean, teaching English is such an important part and it's so fulfilling being able to see your student be able to learn to communicate in English. And not that English is better than any other language in the world. Of course, you know, as as an American and as an English teacher, I am kind of biased with it, of course. Uh, but it is the global uh, language right now. Uh, and so that is why it's so important. And I love seeing people go out there and helping people communicate together and bring everyone together. Yeah, and so I got to teach at two different English schools in Cambodia, and one of them was called the YDC, and one of them was called uh, New Hope School. And so the New Hope School was in a village, and we got to do that in the mornings. And since I knew I was going to be teaching English in Brazil, I wanted to get as much experience as I could. And unfortunately, because of our budget, we couldn't send all of our team to that school every single day. It was only half of us. But luckily, I was able to go every day. I was the only person on my whole team, including my leaders, who was able to go to that school every single day. And I loved it. And I got to teach the highest level course. And so those kids could already teach, uh, speak a little bit of English. They were about 13 years old. And it was incredible. Yeah. And it changed my whole perspective of what English teaching is. So do you teach business English, conversational English, advanced English? Do you teach any other uh, specific topics of English? Um, so with them, it was a little bit everything just okay. because they're young and they're learning it. But um, yeah, I know in Brazil, I'll be teaching a lot of business English, mm -hmm. but over there, it was a lot of conversational. Yeah. Now, do you have any, any fears and any worries about going to a new country that you've never been to before, saying goodbye to everybody, uh, everything that you've ever known, and basically throwing yourself at the mercy of the gospel? Yeah. And that's something that I learned. I am, I am a little fearful of that. Yeah. Um, but I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's just like everything else I've ever been called to do, to Teen Challenge, to YWAM. There's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of fears there. 
but there's no fear in love. And I know that God is sending me there. And so I know that that's exactly where I'm supposed to be and that he's going to be fighting for me. And also another thing that I learned while I was in Asia is that um, I can live there. I was in Asia for three months around that time and I didn't speak Khmer or Thai, but I was able to get around and I was able mm-hmm. to survive. And so that's something that helped me see that, wow, I can be in Brazil and not speak 100% Portuguese and still survive. Of course, I'm going to learn the language. I'm actually really passionate about the Portuguese language. But yeah, that's that's one of the fears that I have is getting around. But now, Dallas, do you speak any Portuguese at the moment? <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> to the Bain? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. enough. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, Dallas, uh, do you have any any advice that you could give one of our listeners that maybe they want to uh, maybe go teach English or maybe they want to be a missionary? What type of things would you suggest for them to prepare already um, to be able to start taking those initial steps? Because it's not like you can just wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be a missionary and then go buy a plane ticket tomorrow. You know, how does it actually happen? The thing that I saw is community. It's so important to have a team around you, people that support you, people that know you, people that can call you on your mistakes, hold you accountable, like I spoke about in another podcast. Um, just people who you can count on and trust that they're, they have your best interest. Excellent. So, Dallas, how, how often were you teaching English uh, there over in, in Cambodia and in, in Thailand? I know when, you, when you're in Brazil, uh, especially me, I was teaching English 12 hours a day sometimes, uh, you know, some days less, some days more. But just teaching, 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 it can drain you. Are, are you used to teaching English several hours a day? Yeah, we were teaching English about six to eight hours a day, including our preparation time for those classes. And the other thing, I think it felt like 12 hours because we were in the sun. Oh, yes. <laughs> so You'll be in the air conditioning yeah, down there. Great. Half of the day we were in the air conditioning at the other school on the base of YWAM. But at the village school, there was no air conditioning. There was a few walls. Was it, was, it a dirt floor? Um, no, there was concrete. Oh, nice! Yeah, you were blessed beyond we're belief, blessed. my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you were you were teaching English. Um, what else was going on over there? Yeah, we did uh, children's ministry. We did a lot of that. We did village ministry. We would go into we called it house visits. So we would go into a village, go into a home, and just talk with them, pray with them if they needed any prayer, uh, just share the gospel with them, and. That was one of my favorite ministries also. House ministry? House ministry. Yeah, I, I remember uh, we would do that a lot in Brazil. Um, we would go into our church members' houses, especially if they were sick. Mm. Uh, we would go in there. We would pray for them. We would bring communion to them. Uh, we would just really minister to them and help them get uh, get you know healthy again and, and focused and just uh, let them know that they are completely loved and that they are being remembered even when they can't be in, inside of the church building. Mm. I was also able to preach in Thailand when I was there. That was my first time preaching with an interpreter. Yeah, how how did that go for you? It was a little better than I thought it would be. Yeah, well, my I remember my first time preaching. I was shaking, uh, <laughs> holding holding my tie, just shaking, just uh, fumbling around my words. I, I hope you did better than me, right? <laughs> I don't know how you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first message on? It was my first message was about um, the glory of God and how. God takes us and picks us up no matter how unqualified we may be. So for my life, I've, uh, like I was sharing in my testimony earlier, that I've misrepresented God. I've defiled him. I've let him down. I've rejected him. But he still uses me, not for my sake, but for his glory. Yeah, that and that's the God that we serve. When we see it, especially in the life of Peter, Peter, Peter denied Christ. Peter cut off the man's ear. Mm-hmm. I mean, Peter just kept, like, jacking up many yeah. times. And God still used him for his glory and restored him. And he became a pillar of the Church of Jesus Christ. I mean, just an excellent example there. 
Yeah, and we were able to share testimonies. Uh, my team was able to share testimonies, and we were able to lead Bible studies and lead children's uh, church and stuff. So it was it was incredible. Perfect. Absolutely. So on G- on July third, you get on a plane from where at here? Northwest Missouri. Northwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. You're going to be flying out, and you are going to be going and landed in Sao Paulo, and mm-hmm. that's going to be July fourth. Yep. Uh, Independence Day. What a beautiful day, <laughs> America. I'm missing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you? How's your days going to be spent there? I know you mentioned that you're going to be teaching English. Um, what what exactly? Tell me the whole story here. What are you going to be doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will be teaching a lot of English, like I said. And also, whenever I was... And wh- where are you, you going to be teaching English? In Alphaville. In Alphaville. And wh- with what school? With Uncle <clears throat> Sam's Alphaville. <laughs> oh, awesome. So that, that's one of our sponsors <laughs> for this podcast. Yes, it is. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those of you who have heard that, that ad before, um, this is one of the guys that are going down there teaching English uh, with Uncle Sam's. Uh, he's going to be teaching inside of businesses, uh, teaching uh, inside of churches, teaching many different places, teaching English. So what else are you going to be doing? Yeah, uh, towards the end of my missions in in Cambodia, I was given a missions oppor- a ministry opportunity in Brazil, and it was a ministry called Lay Me Down Ministries, and that was just something that was brought up to me to be the forerunner for their ministry, and I wanted to go and preach in Brazil. I know I wanted to go and teach English, but I also wanted to do missions, and honestly, my heart is more for the missions side of things than it is for the English side of things, but I knew that both are really important in what God is calling me to do. And so I didn't really know how the mission, the ministry part would work until that was brought up. And that was a completely open door. And once again, prayed with it, with my family, with my sponsors, uh, with my mentors. And it was exactly what God was leading me to do. And so I accepted that position and I will be teaching English in Brazil. And I will also be preaching with Lay Me Down Ministries. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the contact that you have with Lay Me Down Ministries down there, um, Lay Me Down Ministries in Brazil is actually with a man named Davi Laureano. And Davi, he, I've known him for so many years. Um, I can't wait for you to actually meet him in person. Uh, I remember uh, recommending you to him and, and you guys connecting with that. Um, he's going to be your, your translator. He's going to be working with you, helping you get everything established. Davi, let me, if I can just talk about him for a minute, um, because he kind of came f- not, not from the same background as you. He came from a, a very broken home. Uh, I hope to be able to interview Davi here in the, in the future because uh, it'll be excellent. But he basically didn't have a father in his life. And every male figure that he had in his life was just not a male figure that you wanted to be around. And he was searching and searching and searching for a father figure, and he found it in God. And I remember taking him under my wing when I was down there and and discipling him and ministering to him. And this guy, he just sold himself out for the gospel. I mean, he just, he dove in headfirst, and he's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do, no matter what. And I've known Davi now for Oh, probably six years or so. I mean, just just an excellent young man for the gospel, and I'm so excited to see you two partner up in ministry and for him to to be your contact, to be your ministry brother down there. It's going to be an excellent time for you. I'm really excited, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you, you, you said that you've ministered with a translator before, mm-hmm. um, and you said that your first message was on the glory of God. Do you have any other messages? Uh, if, if you could have one message for the nation of Brazil. I know that you've been praying for Brazil. I know that you've been preparing to go to Brazil, um, to go down there with Lay Me Down Ministries. Um, Do you have one message that you can just deliver to the nation of Brazil? What is is the topic? Don't give me the whole whole message. We'll save that for a future podcast episode. But what is your your message for the the country? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and this is a difficult topic for sure, but this is something that God has been laying on my heart for a couple of years now, and it's um, I actually have preached a piece of this message to a youth um, in my hometown. It was actually the first time they they invited me over to preach to them, and and so it's about the t- minimum Christianity. The time for minimum Christianity is over. And going to church just on Sunday and just on Wednesday and giving your 10% and wearing the Christian t-shirt and being a part of Christianity with the quotes per se, it's it's more than that. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to realize that that's not actually what Christianity is. That's not the gospel. And so my heart to go to Brazil is to share the one name of Jesus, and that's all that matters. And Lay Me Down Ministry is dedicated into leading people into cultivating a relationship with Jesus, a real relationship, and to help people find freedom. And definitely from my life, living in darkness and living unfree for such a long time, my heart is to make people free, to help people see that Jesus is the only way that that there's freedom and true satisfaction. Yeah, and I remember uh, reading several blog posts of yours. For those of you who don't know, Dallas is a blogger. He's a, he's a vlogger as well, which is video blogging. Uh, and he was he had this series that he was doing. I'm not sure if you're still doing it or not, but it was called Jesus is Greater. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Jesus is greater than addiction. Jesus is greater than, what are some other ones you did? Uh Many different ones, right? Many different ones. Yeah, right. all these different, all these different uh, things that we would consider an anchor or chains or distractions. His his topic was always Jesus is greater than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus was always the central focus, and I remember reading a lot of those and just being so blessed by those. Dallas, um, where are some places that people can connect with you to stay to stay connected with you? Are you are you doing YouTube? You're doing mm-hmm. Facebook? Yep. Uh, your website. Uh, what are what are some of these areas that people can connect with you? Mm-hmm. Yep, on Instagram for sure, uh, Dallas Montague. Uh, Facebook, I'm on YouTube also. Um, I have a website called DallasBridgeTheGap.com. Um, I'm posting things on there also. That's where my blog posts are at. And yeah, and this podcast is a good way to just yeah. kind of get to hear my story and things that God and has done. And with Lay Me Down Ministries, Lay Me Down Ministries has a Facebook page, yep. a YouTube channel, I mean, in Instagram as well. Um, we're going to be posting a lot of different links here in all the descriptions so people can be able to connect with you because I really think it's important that our listeners follow you along the journey um, just so they can be inspired by some of the things that you're doing, learn with you, laugh with you, cry with you through your different struggles. Dallas, I am so excited to see what God is going to be doing in your life over the next few years mm-hmm. um, and excited about everything that he has done. If you can summarize all of this, all of the previous three podcast episodes, if you could summarize it all into just a few sentences, how would you summarize it for our listeners? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I actually shared a chapel at Teen Challenge yesterday, I believe. Yeah. And this is actually what I, what I talked about. And it was saying that on my side, so I was in addiction, right? And that was a huge disqualification for the gospel, right? I couldn't go out and share the gospel. I couldn't go out and represent Jesus because I had a drug addiction. And then I became, I was sober and went out again and started having all these giftings and got to do missions. And then I felt like I was really qualified to do this thing. And so I was on both sides. I felt really disqualified and felt really qualified just in a three, three year gap. And what I learned in Thailand and Cambodia is that it's not about me and that it never has been. And it's only for the glory of God. And so what I learned is that my my disqualifications do not take me out. My qualifications do not take me out, but it's about my my availability to Jesus, and that's all that matters. Yeah, and Jesus is everything. He is he is the most important thing 
Dallas, I want to thank you again for, for coming on uh, these podcast episodes. Um, this will be the last one where Dallas will actually be recorded here in the studio. Uh, what we'll do for future ones is we'll actually be calling you, Dallas, if that's okay with you. We'll do some phone interviews. That way our people can stay up to date with you, and then you know we can connect through social media and all of that. But, Dallas, before you leave, <clears throat> I would like to just say a prayer of blessing over you, Dallas, uh, and I would like anyone listening to this podcast right now, wherever you are, please join me in prayer. It doesn't matter if it's if you're listening to it right now, live as we go, or if you're listening to it five or ten years down the road. This prayer is so important that we pray over Dallas and over over Lay Me Down Ministry and over his his teaching with with Uncle Sam's and everything that this man is doing. Let's just pray that God continues to use him for many years to come. That even after Dallas has left this world, that, that God uses his message, the different messages that he has, he has recorded and put out there on the internet, that it will continue to bless people and inspire new believers everywhere. So join with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for Dallas. We thank you for all of the gifts that you have given him. We thank you for all the blessings that you've given him. We thank you for... The testimony that, that came from, from, from ashes, from despair, from a dark, dark room. Father, we thank you that you brought him out, that you pulled him out of that lifestyle like a tornado, just sucking him out, Father, and bringing him to a place where he could learn from you, that you discipled him, that you trained him, and that now you have been sending him out to the nations. Father, we just pray that you just light this man on fire. Light this man on fire with such passion for you that it's contagious wherever he goes. Father, that people will look at him and they will say, there is something different about this man, that this man truly believes in you and truly has given his life to you. Father, when he goes through these different times of struggle and different times of pain and suffering that is sure to come, Father, in this world, we ask that you are there with him, that you provide for him. Provide for his finances while he's in another country. Provide for the family that he builds. Father, provide for him in each and every place. And more importantly, speak to him. Continue to speak to him. Do not harden your heart. Do not let him harden his heart towards you. Father, communicate with this man. Be with him and bless him. We ask all this in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. Dallas, I want to thank you for coming again. Uh, God bless you. I encourage you, go out there and, and give yourself to Jesus. Just uh, don't stop. Don't quit. God is with you. Thank you very much. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.